Girlfriends, episode number 347, How to Grow in Gratitude. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance and joy in family living. This week we are talking about gratitude so appropriate for the month of November as we're heading toward Thanksgiving. Let's get going. Hey, girlfriend, thank you so much for being here. I am excited to launch into this newest episode of the Girlfriends Podcast, where we're going to be focused on gratitude. But first, I want to remind you of an easy way for us to stay connected outside of the podcast. I love that we're connected here, but I want to go further. I want us to be connected in more ways outside of you listening to the podcast. So one super easy way to do that is for you to subscribe to the show notes for girlfriends. That way you never miss an episode. You always have all of the links and the different resources that I share at the ready in your inbox. And the really easy way for you to subscribe to the show notes is to just text the word girlfriends to 33777. So just the word girlfriends to 33777 and we will be connected. That only works inside the US. If you're outside the US, you can subscribe too. Just go to ascensionpress.com, click over to Girlfriends and subscribe there. And of course, I have to mention the Girlfriends community because that is one really beautiful and joy-filled way that I've been connecting with Girlfriends listeners outside of the podcast. And that's our online community of faith-filled women who are coming together for the unique purpose of encouraging and supporting each other in Catholic faith and family living. That's what we're all about here at the podcast, and that's what we're all about in the Girlfriends community. You can check it all out for free if you go to girlfriendscommunity.com. And one bonus during the month of November. So coming up on November 30th, I'm going to be giving a online mini retreat. So it's going to be 90 minutes on the evening of Wednesday, November 30th. And it's called Advent with Mary. We're going to be looking at some of the joyful mysteries of the rosary and seeing how Mary can help to form our hearts as we enter into the season of Advent. Can you believe Advent's almost here? Well, it is. And this mini retreat is going to be a beautiful way for us to do all the things that we we always think that we want to do right at the start of Advent, we have this kind of these goals, these spiritual goals that we might set for ourselves or for our family. Well, this is a beautiful way to kind of follow through and make sure that you're actually going to be doing some of those things right from the start of Advent. So on Wednesday, November 30th, I've got a mini Advent retreat called Advent with Mary, and it is free for members of the Girlfriends community. So that's one of the bonuses you'll get if you go over and sign up over at girlfriendscommunity.com. I will have the link to the Advent Retreat in the show notes over at ascensionpress.com. So you can register if you're not a member of the Girlfriends community. It's a $30 fee. But if you're a member of the Girlfriends community, and why wouldn't you just try it out? You can get a free trial and get the free retreat, and then you can quit. I will not hold it against you. I really would love for you to be a part of this. So you can go over to girlfriendscommunity.com. You can get information there about the retreat and all the other bonus stuff that you get, which is video chats that we do on a regular basis, checking in with one another, focusing on a different virtue each month during the month of November. We're focused on gratitude, which is what we're talking about here today. Also, you get access to prayer support, daily prayer support. We're praying every day together. We're reading through the book of Psalms together. We are sharing prayer intentions there and just fun stuff, the ins and the outs, the ups and the downs of life. So I would love for you to be a part of it. And you get all the information that you need over at girlfriendscommunity.com. 
All right, let's dive into this week's content. I love to talk about gratitude. I should go back and look at how many different episodes we have done here at Girlfriends. This is number 347. I wonder how many of them have been focused on gratitude or how many have mentioned gratitude as, you know, maybe just one of my my talking points in the episode for all of these different topics because it is such an important thing to be focused on. You know, St. Ignatius said that he thought the root of all sin was ingratitude, that it was really the core problem in human beings was that we are ungrateful and the ways in which we are ungrateful lead us into sin. And, you know, what's more than that, even outside of your faith life, gratitude studies have shown over and over again in a bunch of different ways that it's good for you. It is good for you to be grateful. You're going to find more satisfaction in life. You're going to be a more popular person. People are going to like you. You're generally just going to be happier because you're going to be focused on positive things. And now I want to be clear right at the start of this that I am not talking about fake gratitude. You know, sometimes we talk about the concept of fake it till you make it. I am a big proponent of fake it till you make it with a lot of things. And yeah, that could apply to gratitude a little bit. But I really want you to focus on when you're when you're looking to grow in gratitude, I really want for you to focus on authentic gratitude, being authentically grateful for things. And, you know, if you find yourself struggling here, this is something you can definitely bring to prayer. Ask God to open your heart. Ask God to show you how to become more grateful. Or ask Mother Mary to guide you in becoming a more grateful person. Ask God to show you the things that you ought to be grateful for, those things that you might be taking for granted. You know, if you think about the spoiled brat, like the typical spoiled brat, you know, a a kid who is completely spoiled or even an adult who's completely spoiled, has every good thing and is ungrateful. Like, is there anything less attractive than that? It's terrible. People don't want to be around that. So I'm not talking about a fake kind of gratitude. I'm not talking about fake positivity like a Pollyanna, put a happy face on everything, don't acknowledge that sometimes are hard. But it is very possible to every single day, even in a very hard season of your life, to be growing in gratitude. So it is good for you. God tells us to do it. Remember the story that Jesus tells in the Gospels of the the 10 lepers who are healed? And only one came back to give thanks. And he said, are you the only one? We're not 10 healed. Think about that. I think that 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 story really applies to our lives in general, that God is giving us all of these good things and only probably 10% of us are ever even thinking to give him thanks. Only 10% of the time, maybe. And that's probably generous, actually. Are people thanking him for the good things that we have? And it's not hard to find the things to be grateful for, but you do have to be deliberate about it. And this is where it can be helpful to know what your temperament is. Because if you are a melancholic, then you're likely to see the flaws in everything much more easily than you're going to see the good, much more easily than you're going to find things to be grateful for. It's not going to come as naturally to you. But knowing your temperament and your, your natural disposition, your natural inclination and tendency can help you to realize what you need to overcome, what you need to work at. So know yourself a little bit. We've talked about the temperaments here before. And, you know, it's so funny because my husband, Dan, whenever we talk about the temperaments, he is very much a a melancholic person. That is definitely his, I don't know what you call it, a dominant temperament. I mean, people are mixes of different temperaments, but that definitely is his most dominant temperament. And that does mean that he's quick to find flaws with things. And, And sometimes that's the only thing that he'll say out loud is the flaw that he sees in something or something that's lacking. And 
you know, I pointed out to him, I try to help him <laughs> to see the things that he ought to be grateful for. But, you know, when it comes to the temperament, sometimes when I'm talking with him or other people, we have this tendency to think like, oh, there, there are the good ones and there are the bad ones. I know one time kind of jokingly when we were talking about the temperament, Stan said, I know, I know, I'm, I'm all the bad ones, right? All the bad ones apply to me. But it's not like that. You can use your natural inclination for good or for bad. It's, it's about knowing what your tendency is the way that you tend to interact with others. And a really good book on this subject, I think it's called The Temperament God Gave You by Lorraine Bennett, Art and Lorraine Bennett. I think it's a couple they've written together. And it's a Catholic approach to talking about the temperaments. But what I found really eye-opening in, in reading that one, and they have a few different ones on the temperaments, was that it, it helped me to see that. And it kind of walked me through what some of, for me, I'm more of a phlegmatic, and it helped me to see what some of my temptations might be. And those of us who are phlegmatic uh, tend to be allergic to conflict. We are peacemakers, which is a positive way of looking at it. But then sometimes we're avoiders. And I have definitely experienced this in my life where I'm avoiding conflict, but it's not a, that's not a virtue because something needs to be talked about or something needs to be clarified or something needs to be spoken out loud. And I am reluctant to do it because I don't want the conflict. So you know, kind of recognizing that also a, a natural tendency of mine as a phlegmatic would be to kind of go along with things, even if it's, you know, just to not make waves. And that's not a virtue. In, in many situations, that's not a virtue. Anyway, I don't know. How did I get off on this tangent? That, just talking about the temperaments with regard to gratitude, it doesn't mean, like, even if you are more of a melancholic, if you tend to be kind of an Eeyore as you're going through life and, and seeing the bad, just knowing that about yourself, that's not, you know, that's not a value judgment on you. But knowing that that's a, a unique part of your personality can help you to see what maybe you need to focus on in order to be more grateful, something that you need to overcome. So every one of us needs to be deliberate about growing in gratitude. It's important to do. It's not hard to find the things to be grateful for, but you do have to be deliberate about it. You have to intend to be grateful. And you know you can go a long way with just that intention. And we all have so much to be grateful for every single day. It's so important to recognize that. And that's just the most basic thing. Even people, you know, living in third world countries that are struggling to get by have things to be grateful for. And, I, you know, you're listening to this podcast. That's unlikely to be your particular life scenario right now. You, you've got things to be grateful for. So I want to encourage you today to make a commitment to growing in gratitude. Gratitude happens to be the, the virtue that we're focused on during the month of November in the Girlfriends community. And I've really enjoyed having conversations with the women there about ways that we can grow in gratitude. And um, some of their practices have been very inspiring to me. And I've included some of them here in the, in the points that I'm going to make here today. But the first thing that I want to suggest that you do if you're looking to grow in gratitude is to pray a daily examine. Now, what does that mean? Well, if you're not familiar with it, the examine is an Ignatian spiritual practice kind of created and taught by St. Ignatius of Loyola. And it's a practice of just looking back through your day. So typically done at the end of your day. I try to do this uh, before I go to sleep at night. And it's not a practice that takes very long. You can do it inside of five minutes. I mean, you could, of course, make it you know an hour long if you want to. You can be very thorough in the way that you do it. But it doesn't have to be a huge time commitment. But it is a really great spiritual habit to develop. 
And there are lots of different ways of doing it. You can find all kinds of apps that will kind of walk you through the practice. But there are generally five steps to praying and examine. So first is giving thanks. So spending just a few moments just thinking of the blessings of your day. Kind of like if you're doing this at the end of your day, and you don't have to do it at the end of your day, it just kind of makes sense to. But if you're doing it first thing in the morning, you could be reflecting on the day before. So just on the last 24 hours, if you're doing this once a day, right? So give thanks for for those things. Looking through, going through your day step by step, remembering, okay, this is what I did in the morning, and then that thing happened, and then, oh, I didn't expect this, but that happened, and I got a phone call from that person, and kind of walk through your day. Like, what was... What did you do in in your workplace or in your home? What did you do in the afternoon? What did you do at lunchtime? Did you have an opportunity for prayer? Did you have a, a good conversation with somebody? Did you enjoy a nice meal? Did what what was it? You know, what do you have those little things and pray a, a moment for a moment there just giving thanks for those gifts and those blessings, just noting them. And then the second step is to ask for God to enlighten you to show you where he has been present in your day through the events, through the people, through the places where you went, through the things that you did, the work that you did, the conversations that you had. Ask for that kind of light from God. Ask him to enlighten you, to show you where he has been present as you're kind of going through your day. And then go through, this is the third step, examine the day. Okay, this is the core part of the examine, right? So, Then you look at each of the moments of the day, and then you see what led to consolation and what led to desolation. Now, those those sound kind of like dramatic words, right? But what that means is like, what gave you peace and satisfaction and made you feel good about your relationship with God, about where you were spiritually? And what led to desolation? What what made you feel discouraged or um, made you feel lonely or separated from God in some way or disappointed? You know, it's just a simple concept. I I think of it as like pluses and minuses, right? Just look at the moments of the day and see what what led you to closer to God and what led you further away from God. And then the fourth step is asking for forgiveness. As you've gone through your day, you might have noted times where you did things or you said things that you regret, that were sinful, that are outside of God's will for you, and maybe even contrary to what God is calling you to do. So look at those moments and, you know, look at them honestly. You know, you've already asked God to enlighten you, so he's going to do that. He's going to help you to see those times when you needed to ask for forgiveness. And and so in that in this step of the examine, you ask for forgiveness for the sins that you committed or for the ways that you neglected, things that God was calling you to do, the ways that you fell short of of holiness. And then fifth is just make a resolve to change, decide, make a a commitment to change your behavior or your attitude or your words or, you know, what you're going to do the next day. Just resolve to change and that you're going to try to improve, especially in those areas where you needed to seek forgiveness. And it's that simple. So give thanks, ask God to enlighten you, examine the day, seek forgiveness, and then resolve to change. Very simple. And like I said, you find an app that you like if you're not sure how to do it. There are plenty of apps that will kind of walk you through it. One really beautiful prayer practice that I've I've done with my husband, Dan, is praying examined together at the end of the day. And he has one, I think he got it from when he did Exodus 90 a couple of years ago. And we just kind of used that one. And he just kind of reads through it and, and pauses. 
it's a beautiful and peaceful and really just a spiritually connecting moment at the end of our day that we we kind of come together in prayer like that before we go to sleep. And um, so maybe you would do that. Pray with your husband. Or if your your husband isn't going to be into that, then, you know, find someone else who might like to pray it with you. Or just make, make a moment for yourself at the end of the day where you're going to set aside this time to pray and examine. And this, I promise you, will help you to grow in gratitude. Because honestly, gratitude is really just about noticing. So many times we're ungrateful because, and we take things for granted because we don't notice. We don't notice the efforts of other people. We don't notice the sacrifices of other people. We're so self-focused all the time that it's easy to take these things for granted. And it's, you know, we can be so self-focused, even in our relationship with God, that we don't realize all of the good things that He's giving us every day. So making a habit of praying a daily examine can really help you to grow in significant ways as you're, you're seeking to grow in gratitude. All right, the second way that I want to encourage you to consider growing in gratitude, especially during the month of November, is to volunteer. Give of yourself somewhere, somehow. And this this might be officially volunteering, or but it might be unofficial. Like by official, I mean like maybe you're going to go and, and sign up at at your parish. They're doing a fundraiser or something. Maybe like at our our parish, we make pork pies, uh, Canadian pork pies. A, a bunch of people come together and bake all the pies, and then they sell them at the the festival every year, the church festival for Christmas. It's a huge fundraiser, and that's a fun way to volunteer. You know, there might be an event like that that you volunteer at. There might be an ongoing thing that you volunteer. Maybe there's a maternity home that's near you that needs support. Maybe they just need their laundry done. Maybe they need women to come in and clean the house. Maybe there's a food pantry that needs you to help organize and stock the shelves or to go around and collect donations. There might be some regular official way that you're volunteering, but I want to encourage you to think also about other ways that you might quote unquote volunteer that it's just meaning like focusing on the needs of other people, like doing something that maybe is a little bit outside your comfort zone, that costs you time, costs you energy, costs you the, you know, your focus and attention in some way, giving that as a gift for somebody else. Maybe it's going to be even in, in your own family. Maybe there's a family member who would love to receive a phone call from you. Is there somebody that you kind of avoid calling because you know it's going to turn into a long call? Well, Maybe you could consider that volunteering and unofficial volunteering, calling that person and listening. Or um, maybe there's a neighbor that could use a visit. One way that I have been unofficially volunteering for a few years now is going to visit my neighbor, Louise. I go there once a week on Wednesday mornings. We sit down and we drink a cup of peppermint tea together. We spend an hour together every Wednesday morning. And, you know, I started out doing it as a commitment like this, you know, my my elderly neighbor, she lives alone, she could use the company and and I can check on her in this way. And so I started out like kind of motivating like I was going to be doing this good deed. And, and it is a good thing to do. But I've come to realize that this is a great gift that I've given myself in having this on my calendar because I've grown in friendship, real authentic friendship with this woman who's 95 years old. I I love her and I love the time that we get to spend together. And, you know, so looking for a way that you can volunteer like that, it doesn't have to be something that's going to feel like drudgery. It's just going outside yourself, looking for others, the needs of others in your community, maybe at your kid's school or maybe at your parish or in your local community center or going to your library and asking what kinds of needs there are in the community. 
Or you could, um, in our community here, we have a, a kind of caregivers network that you can sign up and, and volunteer for just a few hours a week. And they'll call you up if there's somebody who needs a ride somewhere. So usually these are elderly people who don't drive anymore, who need a ride to an appointment or to the grocery store or whatever. Very simple. But by volunteering your time and focusing on the needs of other people, you are going to go outside of yourself and it makes you feel great. And it helps you to be grateful for the gifts that you have. It helps you to be grateful, first of all, seeing the the unique needs that other people have and the kinds of struggles that other people face that you probably don't, that are different from yours, can help you to be grateful for the, the good things that you have in your life and the abilities that you have or the access to resources that you have. But also, it just, it helps you to recognize your, your place in the community and you're going to become more grateful as a result of that, of giving of yourself, giving of your time and your energy. Like I said, it could be official kind of volunteering that would count on a resume or whatever. But I, also, I want you to really consider unofficial in some way. Maybe there's a young mom who could really use your company or could use a dinner brought over. Or maybe there's an older mom who's going through something difficult or maybe a close friend of yours who could use your unofficial volunteer efforts in some way, just maybe going over and doing her laundry or cleaning her bathroom or whatever. Find a way to do that, officially or unofficially volunteer. All right. The third way that I want to encourage you to grow in gratitude is to express it. So I think it's not enough to just say, oh, I'm grateful, (laughs) right? And think that to yourself. No, you need to say it out loud or write it down or say a prayer giving thanks to God for it. And I, I think this is a really beautiful thing because it can multiply the grace that you get from your your gratitude because it it shares that gratitude with other people it encourages and inspires other people to be more grateful themselves it helps people to see that you appreciate them that they are valued and respected when you give them thanks for things i mean just look through the course of your day how many people do you count on in just the course of your day people to just stock the shelves of your local supermarket or people who deliver your packages or the people who teach your kids at school or the policemen who are keeping law and order in your community. And there's a million people that we need to be thankful to every single day doing things for us that we can't do for ourselves. And so there's so many opportunities to express that gratitude, maybe saying thank you to a teacher maybe saying thank you to a relative, or maybe you have a memory of some friend of yours who did something for you once that really just stands out. And maybe you're going to write a thank you note, write it down, write a thank you note to somebody for something even just random that you remember from a long while ago. I mean, I can tell you that I have been the recipient of some kind of seemingly random thank you notes and also not so random. There was one time where I had written a a review for a a book for a fellow author that I know. And, you know, I do that kind of thing all the time and I don't expect a thank you note for it. And yet she went out of her way and wrote me this beautiful thank you note. And it was it was really encouraging and inspiring to me that like, gosh, I should be doing this more. I should be writing down the ways that I'm thankful to people, the ways that I'm grateful and, and sending people notes. So far, 
<laughs> full disclosure here, I've only gotten so far as buying the cute note cards. I do have the intention of being more regular about writing thank you notes or, or just, you know, on the spur of the moment when something occurs to you or something random happens that you're you're grateful for, or somebody does something small for you. Following up with a, a written note of thanks is really a powerful way to not only kind of spread joy and gratitude, but to underscore in your own heart and mind just how grateful you are for it. And then, of course, it's important to express your gratitude to God. And doing this in a deliberate way in, in your prayer life, you can do that with the examine, of course, it's part of the examine. But also, it's a beautiful prayer practice to, you know, maybe you already have, you know, certain times of the day when you pray, maybe in the morning or maybe in the evening, or maybe you go to mass a couple of times a week, just to add on to whatever way that you are currently praying, maybe and closing your prayer out by thanking God for three things, you know, something like that, kind of having a deliberate way that you are making sure that you're giving thanks to God. And one thing that I've tried to get in the habit of doing through the years, and especially when my kids were little, was to say out loud my thanks to God for things. And I, I was very conscious of this, especially when my kids were littler, but I would, you know, if something something good happens, you know, I would say out loud to them, like, isn't God good that he's he's given us this thing? Or, or you know, there's something, a beautiful sunset outside. Like, look at the beautiful sunset that God created for us. I'm so grateful for it. You know, just speaking that out loud, it, it really has a powerful way of underscoring in your own mind, in your own heart, just how grateful you are. It's going to help you to really expand the levels to which you you truly are grateful. All right, the last point that I want to make about gratitude, a way that you can grow in gratitude, is to remember a tough time. So, so many times, I and, and this is one reason why I think it's important for people to prayer journal, even though I don't do it. <laughs> I just recognize the value of it because there are so many times when, you know, maybe you're, you're really praying about something and um, it comes to pass and you're grateful in the moment for, you know, what, what it was you were praying for and that God answered your prayer in whatever way that he did. And you're grateful in the moment. And then you're just moving on and you're kind of taking that thing for granted. I know I've run into this before when I've talked about Pray More Novenas here. You can go to PrayMoreNovenas.com and it's a really great ministry that helps people to pray more and especially to pray novenas. So you can sign up there. They have these regular times when they, they'll be doing a novena to certain saints to end on their feast day and, and that kind of thing. And you can sign up and the, the reminder to pray the prayer each day comes right to your inbox. And I love this because I pretty much never completed a novena before I signed up at PrayMoreNovenas.com because it turned into a very uh, a very simple part of my daily habit where the, the prayer would go to my inbox and each day I was going through my inbox and I wouldn't archive that email until I had prayed the prayer. And so it would sit there as a reminder, you know, as I'm going about my work or whatever through the day to pray that prayer of the novena. Anyway, um, so I, I sometimes when that will come back around, like we're, you know, it's time to do the novena to St. Therese or something. I have sometimes recalled, oh gosh, you know, like there, one in particular was praying to Our Lady Undoer of Knots. And that when it came back around, it was like this jarring reminder to me of when I prayed it before, what I was praying about, what I felt anxiety about, what I was worried about, and how God had answered that prayer. And yet, I hadn't paused to think about it in the year since. You know, I was grateful at the time, but then kind of moving on, you know, as we do. And so this was a good reminder to me 
to be grateful again and, and to recognize so many blessings and so many answered prayers we just take for granted. So looking back over your life, especially in some of the toughest moments where you've prayed, think about the ways in which you owe God gratitude because you got through that. Somehow, maybe it wasn't the specific answer to the prayer you were looking for, but God saw you through that. And you can look for ways that you've grown as a result of facing those challenging times, those difficult times. Look back at the hard times and see where God could be calling you to grow in gratitude, whether in gratitude that you're no longer going through those hard times, in gratitude for the things, the strength that you gained going through those hard times, or the ways that your relationships were strengthened during those difficult times. There's so many opportunities for us in looking back at some of our more challenging times to really focus on the ways that God is calling us to be more grateful. So those are my four points that I want to suggest. First, pray a daily examine. Number two, volunteer some way. Number three, express your gratitude, whether you say it out loud or text it or write a thank you note or thank God in prayer. And number four, remember some tough times and give thanks to God who got you through them. Give thanks to the people who supported you through them. But you might have some ideas about gratitude, especially during this, the month of November. I would love to hear from you. You can email me, danielle at daniellebean.com. Connect with me on social media. I'm Danielle Bean on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or you can send me a Vox if you like to connect on the Voxer app. The link to connect with me there is always in the show notes over at ascensionpress.com. All right, we've got more of the show coming up for you, but first we're gonna take a quick break. I'm Danielle Bean, and you are listening to the Girlfriends Podcast. Are you ready to know St. Joseph in a personal way? Father Mark Toops, adjunct faculty member for the Institute for Priestly Formation and presenter of Rejoice and Oremus, brings you In St. Joseph's Footsteps, 30 Days of Meditations. It may be daunting or challenging to get to know St. Joseph, but through In St. Joseph's Footsteps, You will not only get to know St. Joseph, but the Holy Family as well. Walk with St. Joseph through 30 days of meditations using St. Ignatius of Loyola's imaginative prayer. From the betrothal of St. Joseph to Mary, to the presentation, and more, you will walk through major moments in St. Joseph's life. To learn more about In St. Joseph's Footsteps, 30 days of meditations, go to ascensionpress.com forward slash Joseph. Welcome back. Now we're at the point in the show where I like to share a listener question or some listener feedback. And this time I heard from Christine. And here's what Christine wrote. She said, hello, Danielle. I was listening to two of your podcasts back to back this morning, so I couldn't remember details when I wanted to go back and re-listen to a part that spoke to me. I listened to your Surrender Novena episode from 2021 and the Humility episode, which was very complimentary to each other at the end. I have a huge struggle with letting go of anxiety and trusting in God in all things. I have two teenage daughters who have ADHD and dyslexia. This time of year is always a huge challenge for me emotionally since it's parent-teacher conferences. Also, I had some time off of my job this week and was doing major fall cleaning yesterday, and I threw away and donated a lot of things that we just don't need, including some old bath toys and some sleep sacks that my 10-year-olds really don't need anymore. I realized when one of them asked me about a simple plastic whale bath toy that they've had since they were born that maybe I should have kept that one thing in my cleaning frenzy. I was really upset about that and a multitude of things about their school performance 
performance that's beyond my control at the moment. So then your comment about the prayer from Father Mike Schmitz really hit home, especially about that silly bath toy, which really was just the straw that broke the Campbell's back, seemingly not a big deal until it was added on to everything else I'm carrying. That prayer, use this to cleanse my heart, could be applied first to let go of attachment to something physical. As my husband reminded me, we still have memories and videos. And secondly, we hate to see our children unhappy or struggling. And having a prayer to say in these moments might really ground me. If you could remember at what point you talked about this in the podcast, I would love to go back and re-listen to the context. Thank you so much for your podcast. I recently found it in the last couple of months, and it really is helping me to find ways to grow in and enrich my faith and prayer life. Christine. Okay, Christine, I did go back. I found it. And you remembered it as use this to cleanse my heart. But the the simple prayer that I got from Father Mike Schmitz that I shared in it's let me just look at my notes here to be sure I'm going to tell you the exact right one. It's episode number 353 ways to grow in humility. And it's right around the um, minute number 27 in that episode. So I will put a link to that episode in the show notes. And it's use this to cleanse my heart was the the simple prayer that I shared. And I'm glad you reminded me of it because I really want to underscore for people the beauty of that simple prayer. And like you said, it really hits home. This It's just a simple prayer. It's something something even dumb, it feels like, you know, like this, this bath toy thing that feels like, oh, it's not a big deal. And yet it's hurting you and it's hurting your child and you're feeling anxiety over it. I totally understand that. The beautiful thing that you can do is turn that into a prayer and say, Lord, use this to change my heart. Who doesn't need their heart changed? I know I do. So um, thank you for reminding me of that. And, and, and thank you for sharing just honestly about that, that real struggle, because I think we can all relate. I, I just recently was having a conversation with a woman. Actually, it was at the eye doctor. And we just started talking and she was sharing about her kids and she was sharing about how she got diagnosed with cancer in the first year after her third child was born. And it was stage four. It was just a, a terrible thing that she went through. And she said all she can remember is how devastated she was that she wound up um, not breastfeeding her daughter for as long as she wanted to. And she's like, now I can look back at that and think how ridiculous. She was happy. She was fed. I needed to survive cancer. Hello. And thanks be to God, she's she's in remission and she's doing well. So, But that little story just reminded me of all these dumb things that we, you know, we have anxiety about, especially as moms. We look back at the mistakes that were made or the things that we wish we had done differently or we wish had gone differently. And, you know, at this stage in my motherhood, I'm able to look back and see those things and and realize, first of all, that they weren't something for me to grow anxious about in the way that sometimes I did. And it sounds like you're, you've got that kind of perspective. And it sounds like you've got a good husband too, Christine, who's helping you to have that perspective. But now I can see them as opportunities. They were opportunities to grow to lean on God's grace, to recognize that we only do things through the strength and the grace of God, not through our own strength. And it's those times when things don't go the way we want, when we fall short of our ideals, when we mess up, when things slip through the cracks, and when we make a mistake or we, we are hurt or someone else is hurt, it's in those moments that we know how much we need God. What a gift that is to be able to learn that. And really, that's what that whole episode on humility was about, was like learning to know that we need God. So thank you for the reminder of that, Christine. And again, it's it's in about minute 27 of that episode. 
um, about growing in humility. And I'm going to link to it in the show notes. So thank you so much for that. If you have a question that you want me to take up in this section of the podcast, I would love to hear from you. You can email me, danielle at daniellebean.com. All right, before we have to go, I want to remind you that there's going to be a mini retreat that I'm going to be giving online, a virtual retreat that's going to be happening Wednesday, November 30th from 8 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. I want you to mark your calendar. It's called Advent with Mary, and it's going to be a beautiful time when we're going to come together and reflect on the beautiful mysteries of the rosary, especially the Annunciation and the Visitation. We're going to look at Mary's yes to God and consider the ways that God might be calling us to say yes. What specific, unique ways is Jesus inviting you to say yes, especially during the season of Advent? a beautiful way for us to step into the season of Advent together to make sure our hearts are prepared and we are ready for this beautiful liturgical season. So if you want access to the retreat, I'm going to have the link in the show notes over at ascensionpress.com. Again, if you want to get the show notes to your inbox, text the word girlfriends to 33777. But you can also go over to ascensionpress.com and you can get the link there. There's going to be a link to register. You have to register to access the retreat. If you want to get the retreat for free, just become a member of the Girlfriends Community because it's free for members at girlfriendscommunity.com. Otherwise, there's a $30 registration fee. Your choice how you want to do it, but I would love it if you would check out the Girlfriends Community and then get free access to the mini retreat as well. All right. I want to thank you for being part of today's show. It really just means a lot to me that you show up here. When I see that people listen to the podcast, I am overjoyed and and know that you've been prayed for. I always pray for people who are listening to the podcast. I pray before I record the podcast and I pray for the listeners every week. So that means you. God bless you. All right. Until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between DanielleBean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation. 